Cozy Nook Explorers. I'm Jackie. And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. We explore the world using the power of the internet from our Cozy Nook here in New Jersey. Yes, and here we are with episode two. It's so exciting to be back. I'm slightly happier. (laughs) Well, John, let's get right into it. What's keeping you cozy this week? What's keeping me cozy this week is the water heater. The water heater? Yes, the water heater. The thing in your house that heats your water. Huh. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's either electric or it's through propane or some type of gas. Uh, and it basically creates a pool or cylinder of water that is at the ready at any time when you want it to give you warm water. That's so interesting. You know, I never think about my water heater. I think here in New Jersey, it's in the basement... Um, but I'm not sure where it would be in a place like California or if you didn't have a basement, where would you keep a water heater then? Well, in California, we kept ours in our garage, but it's Mm. always in some place that is out of sight, out of mind. And I think that adds to the coziness and there's a, there's a fantastical element of it that it's, it's almost magic to be able to have warm water at the ready. that's so interesting now john let me ask you this would you rather only be able to have hot tea for the rest of your life or hot coffee for the rest of your life definitely tea Tea? without a doubt because tea you can drink at any time of the day uh coffee uh reserved purely for the mornings Mm. that's a good point when you need to stay up i suppose but that's that's rarer than just being able to have the versatility of tea yeah I get that. Nice. So, Jackie, what's keeping you cozy? So, what's keeping me cozy this week is a pair of pink fuzzy slippers. Pink fuzzy slippers. Now, what is the best aspect of that? Is it the the pinkness, the fuzziness, or the slipperiness? The best aspect is all of it because when you take the three things, the fact that they're pink, which is adorable... The fact that they're fuzzy, which is comfy, and the fact that they're slippers, which means that they're house shoes, which means that they are purely for relaxing, you have the coziest of footwear all in one slipper. So what do you think is the the best time to wear these slippers? Is mm. it right at the, the beginning of the morning? Is it, is it just before you go to bed? Like, what, what is the... What is the time you should wear these slippers? That's a great question, John. So obviously, anytime you're in the house is great to wear slippers. But in my opinion, the best time to wear slippers is right when you get back home from a long day of either work or shopping or adventuring, hiking, anything where you've been on your feet all day and you walk in the door and you take off your outside shoes and you just slip those slippers on, it just instantly changes the way you feel. It's like how Mr. Rogers would always change his shoes. Yes. I, so, I believe they call that the Mr. Rogers effect. At least I do. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically the Mr. Rogers effect, except, you know, instead of going from work shoes to sneakers, going from your outside shoes right into your slippers. Very nice. Well, shall we begin our exploration? Yes. Um, this week, we are going to Santa Catalina Island. Shall we? We shall. All right. Let's go. 
So, John, you've actually been to Catalina Island. I have. Uh, I believe I was nine at the time. Wow, that was a long time ago. Do you remember anything from your trip? I remember having to take a boat. Was it a big boat? I think every boat is a big boat when you're nine, so I will say yes. What about toy boats? They're not and big. I, was it your assumption that I took a toy boat to Santa Catalina? I just meant, you know what I meant. <laughs> so, the full name of the island is Santa Catalina Island, and it is off the coast of Southern California. To be more specific, it's 26 miles off the coast. Uh, and there's a cool way to remember that. Um, Are you talking about the song 26, 26 miles, miles by the Four Preps? Yes. Uh, 26 oh, miles. Oh, please, please don't sing. <laughs> How about I help it? Charles? He's shaking his head no. <laughs> but to this day, if I want to remember the distance, I, I just think of the 50s doo-wop band, The Four Preps. The Four Preps is such a great name. If that was my band name, my album cover would be four Bichon Frises in bow ties. What? And the dogs would be wearing glasses, and they would be playing on the island of Santa Catalina. So... <laughs> Diverting our intention entirely, uh, <laughs> it is the second largest of the Channel Islands, which is a, a set of 16 different islands. What's the largest? Santa Cruz. How big is that? I don't know, but um, <laughs> Catalina is uh, 22 miles long and 8 miles across, so it's about uh, 95.76 Disneyland's. That's a lot of Disneyland's, but 90% of the population lives in their only incorporated city. Uh, which um, is Avalon, which is the name of um, where King Arthur of the Arthurian legend is. Uh, Arthurial, <laughs> Arthurian? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Uh, <laughs> is supposed to be buried. Oh, well, Avalon is only 9.79 Disneyland's. Uh, so it, it's, it's a lot easier to walk around. I read that the island was originally settled by the Tongva. That is correct. They, uh, the Tongva used to mine the island for soapstone, and they used it for pottery and other cooking materials. So it was their bed, bath, and beyond. Beyond in the sense they had to paddle 26 miles, uh, well, then the Europeans claimed the island, and then Mexico got it. Yes, they they won. They got that after they won their independence. And then the United States. Yes, uh, after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Settle down, sportscaster. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of of sports, I know what you're talking about, and we will get there. We just have to go okay, back. To okay, okay. Uh, speaking of chewing gum. Yes, speaking of chewing gum. Wait, no. We are still missing the part about how the island was used for smuggling, otter hunting, and gold digging. Oh, uh, there was smuggling, otter hunting, and gold digging. Yes! Until it was turned into a tourist destination in the 1920s. Well, speaking of chewing gum, um, <laughs> the island was purchased by William Wrigley Jr. of uh, chewing gum fame. Uh, and it was turned into a tourist attraction. Yes. And speaking of sports, <laughs> William Wrigley Jr. would have the Chicago Cubs do their spring training on the island all the way through to the late 1940s. That must have been so exciting to see. He built a stadium and everything. People would call the players the Catalina Cubs. Uh, yeah, because he uh, owned Wrigley Field. 
William Wrigley owned Wrigley Field. What are the odds? The odds are one in one because he did. The odds are also one in one that our producer Charles just rolled his eyes because he did. <laughs> uh, well, uh, he, he bought the island uh, so that he could ride his horses on it. But it did not stay that way, although their horse ranch is still open for operation. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called uh, El Rancho Escondido, which means the hidden ranch. Is that because it's in the middle of the island and not on the shoreline? Uh, I imagine it was also called that because it was on an island that the average person could not get to at the time. Well, eventually, he wanted to turn the island into a tourist destination. Uh, so he built a massive casino, and uh, Wrigley would invite hundreds of people and have large, lavish parties. It sounds like he was putting that chewing gum money to good use. You know, my favorite part of researching this area was watching an episode about the Wrigley Memorial and Botanic Garden from the show California's <laughs> Gold. Uh, with host Hill Hauser, which if you, if you don't know who that is... Um, please look him up. Uh, he had a public television show where he would go to a vast number of places in California and do a deep dive on a specific area. He was basically the Bob Ross of California travel. Uh, except um, instead of doing everything at a whisper, he would do everything at a tan. <laughs> if you look the word enthusiastic up in the dictionary, I bet you would find his picture. He truly loves California, and it's so much fun watching him go on adventures. What was your favorite part of the episode, John? Uh, it was um, when he was walking through the memorial, um, the, the Wrigley Memorial and Botanic Gardens. Uh, you can see 500 species of plant life, including a number of plants that can only be seen at, uh, in the Channel Islands. Yeah, they took all the plants that you could grow in the 16 Channel Islands and put them into one place. The gardens look beautiful, and so are the views. Yeah, um, cacti, succulents, Catalina Manzanita. It's 38 acres and just outside of Avalon. Uh, yes, which makes that less than one-tenth of a Disneyland resort, so also very walkable. I think this is the place I'd like to visit most on the island. Originally, the garden was built as a burial place for the Wrigley family, and William Wrigley Jr. was buried there from 1932 to 1947. Um, mm, um, but the Wrigleys decided that the garden was too beautiful to keep to themselves, and they wanted to share the garden with the public, so they moved William Wrigley's burial to the Hollywood Hills. The Wrigleys had built a structure in the garden where they were all to be buried, and it's beautiful. You can walk up to it and see a spectacular view of the entire garden, a canyon, and the Pacific Ocean. The structure is meant to be earthquake-resistant and is decorated with gorgeous tile. Guess the name of the type of tile, John? Catalina tile? How did you know? Just a lucky guess, I guess. Um, on your way up to that original burial site, you will see actual bronze doors. Not bronze plated, bronze doors. Fancy! Uh, well, it's currently May of 2020, so the garden is closed because of the pandemic. But the current garden admission price is $8, according to their website, which is great. Yeah. Uh, did you see in your research about the buffalo on the island? I sure did. I watched a great episode of California's Gold about that, too. Uh, well, one of the most astonishing things about it is no one knows why the buffalo were brought there. 
Uh, there's a news article that said there were 14 buffalo that would be brought to the island, but it makes no mention about who was bringing them or why. Then sometime later, there's another news story that states that they were going to be used in a 1924 film called The Vanishing American. Uh, everyone on the island assumed that they were placed there uh, for the film, like, like put on the island for that film. But some years later, The Vanishing American was uncovered and watched, and there were no buffalo in that film. So the mystery continues. Nobody wow. knows why they were there. Huh. And now a herd of 150 bison live on the island today. Uh, there uh, are stories of, uh, of a bison or um, buffalo. They're the same thing. Uh, charging a school bus every day the kids were brought to school. Uh, but no children were harmed. But I- I'm sure they, the kids got a kick out of that. Yeah, wow. And apparently there was also a bison named Hole-in-One Herman who used to wander onto a local golf course. Imagine having to wait for a bison to move to continue your golf game. Home on the driving range. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't think I do either. Uh, Well, that's all I have here. Uh, Yeah, I think we're good. Great. Well, we'll move on to our community shout out after a quick break for a word from our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Fuzzy Pink Slippers. John, what do you think of my slippers? Wow, Jackie, they look very comfortable. They really are, John. Did you know that these slippers are made from clouds brought down from the sky by cloud pirates and cotton candy spun by woodland elves? I did not. That sounds very ethereal. It really is. It's so wonderful to be supporting the work of fictional characters. And on top of comfort, these slippers are beautiful. I am so grateful to have a pair. Thank you so much, Pink Fuzzy Slippers, for sponsoring the podcast. Find a cloud pirate and grab your pair today. And brought to you by water heaters. There was a time when warm water was not available out of a faucet. This time was called most of human history. In that time, you'd have to go down to a well, realize you forgot your bucket, go home and get your bucket, bring the bucket over to the well, fill up the bucket, bring the bucket over to a fireplace, realize you forgot your cauldron, go get your cauldron, make a fire in the fireplace, watch the fire go out, make another fire, watch that one go out, realize you need more wood, go chop more wood, bring wood to a fireplace, start yet another fire, watch the water boil, bring boiling water back home, accidentally spill boiling water on the floor, get yelled at by Martha, and start... The process all over again. <laughs> Instead, try a water heater. They keep you from getting a divorce. Water heaters, they keep, keep you from, from getting, getting divorced. divorced. And now, back to the show. Every episode, our producer Charles likes to research and highlight a special part of the community we're exploring. Today's community shout-out is the Catalina Island Conservancy. According to their website, their mission is to be a responsible steward of our lands through a balance of conservation, education, and recreation. Yes, they are a nonprofit organization and it was founded in 1972. The organization protects 88% of Catalina Island. This includes Wrigley Memorial and Botanical Garden. They run programs for locals as well as visitors of the island. You can donate to the Conservancy through their website, which is catalinaconservancy.org. We will include the website in the show notes. Thank you so much, Charles, for this great community find. Well, that's all for today. A special thank you to Gary from Southern California who suggested this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts on Catalina Island. Any comments or questions can be sent to us at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com. Also, check out the show notes for more information about places we mentioned in this episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review the show. 
Stay cozy and we'll see you soon.